today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. To begin the day, however, Environment Minister the Honorable Catherine McKenna is scheduled to meet with Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger and other local mayors for a roundtable discussion at City Hall at 10 o'clock this morning. On the menu, climate change, and in particular, they'll discuss the recent Canada's Changing Climate Report and the implications of climate change on Canadians. Ms. McKenna joins us in studio, and we're gracious for her time. Thanks for coming into the studio this morning. I know it's a busy day for you. Give us some background on how officials at Environment and Climate Change Canada compiled this report. Well, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of discussion about climate change, and internationally we're seeing what the impacts are in, in good science internationally. But there was a decision made that um, by our scientists and government, and that's across government, Environment and Climate Change Canada, but also Natural Resource Canada and um, Fisheries and Oceans, that we needed to understand what was happening here in Canada. And so this was a report um, that showed that Canada's warming at twice the global average, three times or more in the north. And it really says, like, we have a choice. Um, either we can be ambitious in taking climate action here in Canada and abroad, and we can minimize the impacts. We're not going to stop climate change, but minimize the impacts. Or uh, we aren't ambitious, and then we're really going to pay the, the, the consequences. And it's interesting because part of the reason I'm here is to do a briefing um, you know, to let folks know, the mayor, but uh, mayors, but also um, folks in Hamilton know, like, what are the impacts of climate change that we're going to see? And a lot of this is Canadians and, and folks in Hamilton area know this already. Uh, we're seeing extreme heat. Um, and you know, if you look at days over 30 degrees could go from 17 to 56 a year. So that's almost two months of extremely hot days. That's very worrying um, for elderly, for very young people, anyone with respiratory diseases. And you're going to have to think about that um, when you build, including affordable housing, making sure that you have air conditioning um, or some way for folks to stay cool. It also is going to put a huge um, uh, load on the grid. Um, so you're going to have to think about blackouts and how do you manage that. Um, with incre- increasing heat, you're going to see um, out more algae blooms. I know there's blooms going on right mm-hmm. now, but you'll see more of that. So having a huge impact on Lake Ontario and folks who rely on Lake Ontario. Um, there's going to be more invasive species, uh, ticks with West Nile. Um, there's a whole range of impacts. Even the, the flash flooding you'll see, you're going to have to think about the sewage system and how you're going to manage that. And so it is really important that Canadians understand um, the science behind climate change, but also what does it mean practically and what can you do to protect against it? What kind of response do you expect to hear from the roundtable discussion today? And will any of it be a request for funding from the government to say, hey, uh, you know, we need funding to mitigate some of these environmental impacts? Well, I think it'll be a really good discussion. I've had these uh, roundtables across the country. I was in on Vancouver Island, obviously very different if you're a coastal community. Um, so I think there'll be very practical questions, which I think is useful because, you know, if you're a mayor of a city, you can't deny that climate change is happening. You have to protect your residents. Um, so I think there'll be good discussions. Uh, Hamilton declared a climate emergency. We did that nationally as well. Sadly, the Conservative Party did not support us. Um, but we're, uh, you know, we're clearly going to have a good discussion. And I, I'm sure there will be discussions about how do you adapt to the impacts of climate change and what more can we do to mitigate. 
And we have a $2 billion fund, adaptation fund. So we've been investing in adaptation across the country. But we're really going to have to think hard about what more we need to do. And it's interesting because... You you see different groups coming out now talking about climate change. One of the biggest ones is our, our insurance companies because they're the ones that they look at the data and say, okay, we really do have to be serious. I, I live in the Ottawa area. I, I represent Ottawa Centre. But in uh, the National Capital Region, we had flooding. It was supposed to be once in a 100-year flood, you know, once every few years. And the cost of flooding, that's the biggest cost now as a result of climate change, uh, is, is enormous. So we certainly have to think hard about this. And we have to make sure we're protecting Canadians and doing our part to take action on climate change. We're seeing those 100-year storms every couple of years in, in Hamilton and Burlington as well. And I'm sure other uh, parts of the country are experiencing those, uh, you know, those lows as well. You referenced the report in terms of temperature, obviously Canada warming at twice the rate uh, as uh, in compared to uh, you know other nations. The average annual temperature has risen uh, 2.3 degrees since 1948 in the north. How concerned are you about that statistic? Look, the north, it is devastating. Uh, I was in a place called Taktayaktat uh, in the Arctic, and it's literally falling into the sea. So they have a confluence of different things that are happening. They have thawing permafrost, um, so that makes you know makes it easier for you know the land to fall into the sea. But they're also being hit by extreme storms, and so for the for folks who live in the Arctic, it's existential. It's it's about their you know it's about their communities. It's about their culture. Um, and they are often the ones that have had the least to do with climate change. Um, they're living in very remote areas. But, you know, you see this across the country. We saw forest fires starting earlier uh, this year um, in northern Ontario, in the west. Um, and, you know, the thing that is very challenging is that you have conservative politicians who don't seem to want to expect, accept the science behind climate change, the links between the extreme weather and climate change, which are clear, um, and also what works. Um, we've seen cuts across the board by Doug Ford, um, and we're seeing, you know, Jason Kenney, the Premier of Alberta, joining in. Um, and and then you have Andrew Scheer, who doesn't have a serious climate plan. And the reality is that we need to acknowledge what's happening so we can protect people against it and so we can be serious in acting. And so that's what I see my role as. My role is meeting with folks um, who want to understand the science behind climate change, who want to understand what this is going to mean and how do we protect against this. And, of course, how do we all work together? I don't want to get too partisan, but it, it uh, you know the perception is the conservatives uh, want to save money as opposed to saving the environment. Is that a fair statement, or am I crossing the line there? Uh, well, look, I don't think anyone's saving any money by not taking action on climate change. We've had insurance claims go up from four hundred million uh, a year to almost two billion in ten years. Um, so there's a huge cost to climate change. I mean, I think they try to frame it in that. Um, and they often are misleading Canadians. So we have put a price on pollution. We've said it cannot be free to pollute. We want to create incentives for people to choose clean solutions, whether it's a smart thermostat in your home or look at an electric vehicle or carpooling or public transit. Um but, you know, they, they want to say that this is just about us making money. By law, all the money has to go back. And 80% in Ontario, 80% of families are better off because they, they got more money back. We made big polluters pay. Um, we've created the incentive for people to look at clean solutions. And you get more money back through the tax system. 
But, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there by conservative politician, and it makes no sense. It would be as if your house is burning and you're saying, well, I'm just not going to pay attention to it because maybe it'll just stop. Um, or maybe I'll throw some gas on it and make it worse. Instead of just saying, okay, we all need to take action. And we can do this. The thing I want also folks to know is that we have solutions. Um, in our transportation sector, we can do better. We can have better public transportation. We're investing in public transportation. I really hope uh, Hamilton decides to go forward with LRT. We have better options out there, um, electric vehicles. Uh, we can, you know, how we heat and cool our homes. We can be a lot smarter about that. Um, so we didn't get out of the Stone Age because we ran out of stones. We got smarter. And this is what we need to do. And we see kids marching in the streets, and I see that. There are kids from Hamilton, but across Canada, who are saying, you know what, you politicians have to step up. You have to protect the only planet we have. Uh, and I, I think that we do have to take on that responsibility. And as I say, we've got the science. We know the science says we've got, you know, we've got a climate emergency. We've got the tools. We know what works, putting a price on pollution, but phasing out coal, investing in renewables, investing in clean technology, energy efficiency. And we have a plan to do that. Um, and look, there's going to be a choice in the election coming up. Um, and it, and when I look at Hamilton, and I'm from Hamilton, I love Hamilton. Um, I come here as much as I can. And uh, I was actually out last night having dinner with my, with my parents. Um, it's amazing to see uh, everything that's going on in Hamilton. Um, there's been a lot of cuts that you've seen, um, whether it's to uh, investments there the, by the Ford government, well, by the previous Liberal government in Ontario for electric bus pilot project, for a climate um, change center at Mohawk College, um, for uh, affordable housing that was more energy efficient. I mean, making cuts that make no sense. I know we're pressed for time here, but uh, maybe just a couple more minutes. Uh, how big of an election issue is environment, climate change going to be? Well, uh, I spent a lot of time knocking on doors in my riding, and I also travel across the country, and Canadians are talking a lot about climate change. I think that seeing the weather, uh, the extreme weather, um, has really made it clear that we've got a real challenge. So I really hope it's one of the top issues. But I think it's, it should also be framed as an economic issue. Climate change isn't just an issue for the environment. It's an issue for the economy. We're paying the costs. We also have an opportunity to find the solutions. It's a national security issue. Um, it's a health issue. And of course, it's an issue about what are we going to do for future generations. So I think I, I think it is good that we are having a serious discussion on this. And the good news is, I mean, Canadians, when I talk to them, they want to take action on climate change. But of course, they want life to be affordable and they want good jobs. And you can do that. You can take action on climate change where you're more energy efficient, you save money, um, but you also do what we need to do to protect our planet. And either we pay the costs, we, you know, we, we take action now, minimize the costs, or we're just going to pay huge costs later. And that's going to be our kids and grandkids paying those costs. Last question for you. Canada isn't the biggest polluter on the planet. China, the U.S. would be uh, the top two. The European Union in, is in there as well. But what is our country doing to maybe lobby or persuade or coerce other nations to do better? So, I, so this is a good question, and I get asked this a lot. Like, why, you know, why should Canada do things if you know other countries aren't there? So, a couple things. Canada is one of the largest emitters. We're in the top ten per capita per person. We are at the very top, um, and 
that countries around the world are acting. But the way the Paris Agreement works, and I was involved in the negotiations, is that every every single country has to step up and do their part. It doesn't work where you can say, I'm not going to do anything unless you do anything. That is the tragedy of the commons. We don't want that. Everyone has to act. And for Canada to do what I do at the negotiations, which is hold everyone to account, we just got rules around accountability and transparency, we have to show that we are serious on climate change. But to put it in a real-life analogy, when you go to McDonald's, say you go to the drive through McDonald's, you get your food, uh, you finish it, you know, you don't find Canadians all throwing the food out the window because each person is like, well, I'm 0. 0.0, you know, 0.1% of this. Because if everyone did that, then you've got a huge mass that we need to do our part in Canada. Canadians understand that we need to be responsible. Um, we need to hold other count- countries to account. And that's what we're doing through the Paris Agreement. Everyone has to report transparently. And you're seeing huge action around the world. But there's a huge economic opportunity. It's $26 trillion. It's the biggest economic opportunity of our lifetime to find these solutions. And I've seen them across the board, small businesses, big businesses being uh, more energy efficient. Look, even Stelco and DeFasco, you're seeing the steel industry here having, you know, really thinking about how do they reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. Um, That also saves you money, but it does right by the environment. So, I'm very optimistic. We're con- going to continue doing the work here um, in Canada that we need to do, working with cities. If provinces, you know, Doug Ford doesn't want to act, we have a lot of partners with cities and businesses and Ontarians. Uh, and we're going to keep on pushing around the world because we only have one planet. Love to continue the conversation, but I know you're pressed for time. You have a busy schedule today. You're in Guelph later on today. You have this yeah. roundtable that's coming up at 10 uh, with Mayor Eisenberger and others. Thank you for your time and enjoy the rest of the day. Oh, it's always great to be back in Hamilton. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.